This is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to the Intentional Solopreneur Podcast, the show about how to launch and grow a successful service-based business. In each episode, I show you how to build a business on purpose, one that lights you up, keeps you inspired, and helps you make a bigger impact on the world. I share both marketing strategy and my best mindset tips to help you get the clarity and confidence you need to succeed as a new business owner. Hi there, this is Agatha Brewer, and you're listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. So today I thought I would cover the topic of email marketing. It's something that um, I actually have a lot of experience in, and so I wanted to share this with you today. Um, If you are in the beginning stages of planning your email marketing, um, your list, uh, how you're going to get the word out about your emails, and maybe you have a newsletter that you want to create or possibly even a funnel. So get your pens and pencils ready. (laughs) You may want to take some notes on this episode. Um, I'm really trying to give you a lot of information on how you can start uh, your email marketing. So without further ado, email marketing. <laughs> so this is a, a pretty big topic and it's interesting. It's actually something that I didn't really want to talk about <laughs> um, because I kind of had this perception that email was a little bit too complicated for the people that I work with, um, for new entrepreneurs. But I actually have a very extensive email marketing background. Um, that's one of the things that I'm pretty much an expert at. Um, not trying to be <laughs> sound conceited or anything, but um, that's my background in digital marketing, or it's a big part of it. And it's something that I have many years of experience in. Um, email marketing, marketing automation. Um, I'm actually a something called a Marketo certified expert, which is a marketing automation platform that relies heavily on email marketing. Um, I've used many different platforms in my past life. Um, I was actually a director of marketing for an ESP, which is an email service provider. So I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of doing a disservice if to my clients if I don't talk about this. So uh, I'm going to. <laughs> and I want to give you a little bit of uh, introduction to email marketing. I'm not going to get into the real nitty gritty because it can be complicated. Um, but I'll give you a little bit of um, an overview and just so you understand why it's important to have email in the first place as a business owner and also as a new business owner. So I'll start there. So email is one of the only assets that you actually own as a business owner. And what I mean by that is you basically own your email list and that has real value. Um, And, you know, when you think of like the corporate world, there are databases of hundreds of thousands of names or thousands, it depends on the size of the business. And that has real value. 
And that also applies to your business as a business owner, um, because you've usually built this list over time. And later on, once you've put in the work to build your email list, you can then send an email to your audience about one of your offers and make a sale or make multiple sales from one email or a couple, you know. Um, so that has real value and people have actually given you their email address um, and you typically, if you're a good email marketer, uh, you've given them something of value in return. So it's not an easy thing to build uh, because there's a kind of level of trust uh, that has to be built first. Uh, so I'll talk about that a little bit later. But the other reason why email is important outside of selling your offers and outside of communicating with your clients or potential clients or prospects, leads, whatever you want to call them. Um, email is one thing that you will always have control over. And obviously you, you may have to work with, you know, an ESP or an email service provider like a MailChimp or ConvertKit or there's tons of them out there. Um, but unlike social, social media can be a little finicky. You know, um, some of the platforms have had weird days where everything shuts down. <laughs> if that were to happen, and it has in the time that I've been a business owner, there were days, I won't name the platforms, you've probably heard of it, but like, you know, they were just down the whole day or even longer. And what do you do as a business owner? If you have email, you can still contact the people on your list um, and communicate with them. So that's really important. And not to mention, obviously, you know, staying in constant communication with them and being able to sell your offers or, you know, educate them or whatever you want to do with your email. So that's why it's important to have an email list. And how do you start growing that list? Because it can be a little daunting at first. Um, so there's multiple ways to grow your list. And a common tactic that is used um, for service-based business owners is basically um, creating some kind of freebie, or it's also called a lead magnet, where you come up with a piece of content and um, people are able to download that content um, in exchange for their email address. So it's kind of like a uh, exchange of value. They give you their email address and they opt in to receive your freebie. You give them whatever this content piece is. And obviously it should be something of value. So, you know, there's multiple things you could create. You could create like a PDF ebook or a guide. Uh, you could create a video series. You could create an audio file. Um, like some kind of like meditation or um, a lesson of some kind. It depends on what you actually do. So you'll want to think about what kind of valuable offer you could provide. And it could be free. It could even, you know, be something that you um, charge for, you know, a small amount. Uh, it's really up to you. But usually people talk, you know, when they say freebie, it's free. Uh, so it's an easy way to grow your list. And uh Caveat that uh, in terms of like when you may want to start thinking about doing this in your business, first of all, you'll need a website <laughs> because you'll need a place uh, or at least a landing page 
you'll need a place where people can actually sign up for whatever it is that you've created your freebie. Um, so if you don't have a website, then it's probably not the right time to start creating your list. I mean, there are very like uh, manual ways of doing it. If you want to ask some, for somebody's email address and you could send them something so that when you do have an email list, uh, you, you know, can add them to it. But you have to be careful there because there are laws about um, opt-in and consent. So you need to be aware of those things. So I would just say, you know, wait till you have a website then you can set that up um, and you would basically, uh, not to get too technical, but you would have to integrate it with your ESP, your email service provider. Uh, so like I use MailChimp and there's easy ways to do that. They, most of them, you know, there's a little bit of tech involved, but they'll walk you through it. And, you know, it depends on which ESP you use, but there's instructions on how to add that to your website, especially, you know, depending on where you want it, you know, it could be a pop-up on your website. It could just be like a little uh, block of code that you embed somewhere. It's, it's different based on, on what you're doing, but basically people would then um, fill out a form usually, or just put their email address. It depends on, you know, how that's um, created. Uh, there's multiple options basically. And then they would get an automatic um, either download uh, from like your landing page or uh, a lot of times people will send an automated email that you would have created um, earlier and, you know, hooked up uh, with the ESP, like the, the platform that you're using and people will get that email. And depending on what kind of language you have on your opt-in form, um, maybe it's an email series or maybe it's just a one-time download. So uh, this is where it gets a little tricky because, you know, you can do a one-time download, um, but then you kind of lose the ability to continue to email, uh, your audience. And so there's obviously best practices around that. You want to be very transparent about what you're actually sending this person so that they don't get mad at you when you maybe send them too many emails. So, um, there's a lot of best practices to follow. You can Google it. Um, and you should also be aware of all the different laws around email and also privacy. Um, so I won't mention them all, but there's a lot. There's GDPR, there's Castle, there's CanSpam. Um, there's new privacy laws to be aware of. So definitely look at those. I am not a lawyer. <laughs> So you'll want to look at that before you even get started because there's they're um, important to know about and you need to be compliant with them or you may face like pretty large fines. So I think that's another reason why some people just don't do email in the beginning because it's a little scary, especially like GDPR is uh, in, in Europe. Um, it, it's stricter than other laws out there. Uh, so anyway, once you educate yourself on those things, uh, and you can find resources online uh, to read about them, then you can set up uh, your emails. And I would say, and I would caution you that, you know, it's not enough to just collect people's email addresses and send them one thing. Like you want to actually be thoughtful about what you're creating so that when somebody does uh, fill out a form on your website and download that piece of content that you created, that they have some kind of journey that they go on. 
So it's not a, just a one-time download and then basically you've lost um, any opportunity to continue to communicate with them. You want it to feel like a journey and, and people call this um, an email funnel basically or nurture or a drip. There's lots of different names for it. Um, but you want to put some thought into what that journey looks like. And if you're just getting started, I would probably keep it simple because it can get very complicated with email and different nurtures and, you know, segmentations and different lists and things like that. Like there, if you're trying to do something like that and set something like that up, unless you're an expert in email and have a lot of experience like I do, it can be pretty tricky to try to like understand the triggers that have to be set in place and, you know, the different, um, segments and lists and, and tags like that gets a little complicated. So if you're just getting started, I would advise just have a monthly newsletter or a weekly newsletter, whatever um, you feel like you can actually uh, create and have the bandwidth to create is where I would start. Because, you know, there's coaches out there who will say, oh, you need to email your list every day. But like, I'm sorry, but I don't have all day to write emails like I have to do other things. <laughs> so I'd say try to do uh, quality over quantity. If you can only email your audience once a month when you're just getting started, that's okay. Just make sure it's a really good email. Um, and then you'll obviously build from there and you'll you know have more frequent communication. Um, so you can start with something like a monthly newsletter, which is popular for, for people where you know you just talk about, uh, what's going on in your business, maybe have some free content for people uh, that they can take a look at, maybe have a video or, you know, what's kind of like um, news for you. You could have some of information about your offers or where you're going to be speaking next, things like that. Um, then if you want to go a little bit more advanced, you can actually create like um, more than one uh, email nurture. So you could have like your newsletter, but you could also have, you know, from that piece of content that you created, you could have some follow-up emails, um, that go out maybe, uh, every couple days and that you can all create in advance. So you don't have to worry about like creating a newsletter every month. So I like this version better because I can just do all the work up front and then just launch it and then it runs and I don't have to worry about it pretty much ever again, unless I just want to update, you know, some of the content. Um, and then you can have multiple, uh, like once you get more advanced, you can start doing things like having different segments of your list or tagging people based on what they're consuming. And then yes, you would have to create more complicated nurtures where, you know, I have one, for example, where I tag people based on a quiz uh, that I created. And I know, for example, if somebody's taken this quiz, whether they're a brand new entrepreneur, whether they haven't launched their business yet at all, or whether they're more seasoned. So I could create a nurture for each one of those categories. And of course, that means you have to create more email. <laughs> um, but when you get further along in your business, maybe there's a reason for you to do that. Because, uh, for example you know, I could have three different offers and each one of those offers works for a different category in a different segment or tag. Um, 
they use a lot of different uh, names that kind of mean the same thing. Um, so those are some of the things that you could uh, eventually start to create with your email. And, you know, periodically, even if somebody's in one of these nurtures and is getting emails every couple of days or every couple of weeks or months or whatever it is, uh, you could still email uh, your entire list or a portion of your list when you have a, like a new offer that you're trying to launch or promote. Um, so you can, you know, still have the flexibility to do something like that as long as you know, like when these people are getting emails. Um, and I will also talk about metrics a little bit. I won't get into too much of the detail here, but a lot of people always want to know, you know, like, what should I be striving for? What should my open rate be? What should my click-through rate be? Or um, CTOR, which is click-to-open ratio, which actually is a better metric uh, for engagement because it actually measures how engaged people are versus whether they click or open. Um, so honestly, like there are benchmarks, you know, you can look at what is the standard for a service-based business? But really those benchmarks don't really matter. I mean, they matter a little bit. So you wanna see if like you compare for the type of business that you have, but really you wanna just do better than your last email. And you want to just continue to um, optimize your email and continue to get better at it uh, over time. And this is something that will probably require some A-B testing, what it's, is what it's called, where maybe you can test two different subject lines against each other. That's the easiest thing to test because it doesn't require you to have to create any new content. Um, you could also test like more things, like you could test the actual content of the email, or you could test um, like images that you use or buttons uh, on your email or even on a landing page. Like I'm, I'm, you know, being more general here in terms of testing, A-B testing. Um, but over time, you want to see that your metrics are improving. Um, and so you want to just compare your stats to an earlier version of yourself instead of trying to keep up with like the industry benchmarks, because there's really no point in, in doing that. Just maybe just to see, okay, am I like, you know, if everybody's unsubscribing from your email, you know that there's a problem, <laughs> you know, you know that your people aren't really interested. And it's not always a bad thing because if somebody unsubscribes, then you don't want to necessarily pay for that subscriber either, you know? Um, so you, and, you'll learn this over time, but you want people on your list who actually want to be on your list. And, you know, for example, for that quiz that I created, I don't necessarily make people opt in to my list in order to get their results. I only want people in my list who actually want to be there. So they have the option of saying, no, just show me my results and that's it. And I don't want to hear from you ever again. And actually, like, I don't want to spend the time and energy trying to market to that person if they don't want to be on my list. And there's other like ramifications of sending email to somebody who like kind of wasn't really interested in the first place. I mean, obviously you wouldn't spam them, but you know, if they're not interested, they may forget that they signed up and they may hit the spam button like, once and that's not good for your you know sender reputation so I'm getting a little 
technical here um, or getting a little nerdy, I should say. Um, but there's a lot of different considerations for email. And I think if, if it is something that you want to do, and it probably should be at one point in your business and probably earlier rather than later, because it takes time to build your list. You're not going to like um, launch your content uh, freely and then immediately have a bunch of people. I mean, if you do, that's wonderful and that's great. You've gone viral. But most people take um, a couple years to build up their list. And, you know, everybody has a different size list. Again, it's more about are these people actually engaged in your emails? Are they clicking on links in there? Are they like buying your offers? Are they landing on your website or wherever you're pointing them to? Like that's a better uh, gauge of, you know, whether your email marketing is working than the, the amount of people on your list. So as far as where you can actually promote your freebie, this can be totally up to you. There's a lot of different options. Um, for example, I have this podcast, so I can talk about my freebies at the end of each episode or during the episode if I want to, um, if I'm not uh, hosting someone and talking about their freebie, for example. Um, but even if you have your own podcast and... Uh, you're promoting somebody else's stuff, you can kind of make little um, audio clips or snippets that promote your things at the end of your episodes. So there's still ways around it. Or um, obviously you can put it all over your website um, in multiple places. Uh, you can link to your freebie uh, from your social media accounts. Um, if you have like an Instagram bio, there's usually um, a link uh, at the top of your bio. A lot of people do um, that and they add uh, links to their freebies. So you just need to get creative with it and think about where are the best places for you. I've even seen people put it in their email signature um, so that whenever you send an email, somebody takes a look at it and they can uh, check out your freebie. So it's really up to you. Um, obviously, uh, you want to have it in as many places as possible so that people can find you easily. Um, and I know this was a lot in this episode, so I'm going to try to summarize briefly. Um, so first of all, if you are just getting started uh, in your business and you're thinking about doing some email marketing, before you start, I just want to uh, make sure you ask yourself if you're really ready for it, because I've seen people who have created email lists, um, done all the work to set that up and they don't necessarily, um, have the bandwidth or have a full like strategy, um, set up. So they, they launch their email, but then they don't necessarily have any follow through. So it's better to launch your email marketing and your email list uh, when you're ready to do so. And not to mention the fact that ESPs charge you money <laughs> to host your email. Uh, so, you know, there's a monthly fee for that. So if you're not at that place in your business yet, maybe don't start thinking about email or you can start thinking about it and start planning it. But it, it doesn't make sense to pay for that monthly fee if you don't actually have any subscribers. So uh, just stating the obvious there. But if you are ready to start your email, and I think it's, it is something you should think about if you're an online business owner and you want to be able to communicate with your prospects and your clients, um, 
that's when you may want to start researching the different ESPs out there and see what functionality uh, is what you're looking for. And you want to think about what type of business you have and what you might need in the future, because it's a lot easier to just buy what you need up front instead of trying to change everything later on once you realize that they don't have the features that you want. So, you know, I kept this in mind when I looked for the ESP that I work with because I know I want some of the more advanced features, for example. That doesn't mean I won't eventually move somewhere else, uh, but I knew there were certain things that I wanted to be able to do from the get-go because I know how to set those up. So, you know, start thinking about that. Also, um, take a look at what what you might possibly offer as a freebie or as a lead magnet. What is your area of expertise? Um, what do you think could be like a quick win for people? Um, and what can help you build what's known as the no like, and trust factor with your potential clients? Um, that's a well-known marketing saying out there again, uh, but basically it's, helping people get to know you, get to like you, and get to trust you. Um, And you can do that pretty quickly if you have really good content and if you create something that is really of value to people because, again, it's that value exchange. Um, So those are the most important things to think about. Obviously, take a look at the different regulations that I mentioned um, because that's also important, especially... Um, it's important no matter where you live, but especially if you're in the EU, there's even stricter laws there. So make sure you're the, abiding by them when you are setting up uh, your email marketing opt-ins. And then um, you want to also think about like the journey that you're taking people on. Once they opt into your email uh, list or newsletter, then what happens? And how often will you be sending them? That's known as your cadence. Um, is it going to be once a week? Is it going to be every two weeks, um, bi-weekly or every month? Uh, those are all decisions you need to make. So this is why I suggest kind of mapping it all out because um, you need to see where those entry points are. If somebody's downloading your freebie and gets added to your newsletter, great. But you know you may be ready to add more entry points Um different opt-in forms, different landing pages. So it really just depends where you are in your business, how much content you have, and how much you want to spend uh, on your email, how much time and energy you want to spend. Um, So those are kind of the things that you need to start thinking about when you're planning your uh, email marketing. And uh, I think the biggest question you have to ask yourself is how much time and energy and bandwidth do I have for this? If I don't have a lot, then maybe it's best to start small and then scale up later on if if needed. Um, you know, don't try to do a weekly newsletter if that's way too much for you. If you if the thought of creating something like that on a weekly basis scares you, then it's probably not right for you in the stage of business you're in. So hopefully this was helpful and good luck on your email marketing. I'm here if you have any questions. I know it's a lot and it can be daunting, but it is doable and it is one of the most successful marketing channels out there. Um, According to a lot of different research and stats, email marketing converts way more than other channels. Um, Most people, if you are good at what you do in email, 
people open your emails and they read them. They may not always click on them, but they're consuming that content. So uh, the more valuable content you share, the better. So uh, good luck, <laughs> and I hope it goes well for you. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Solopreneur. I hope you're getting some good information and some inspiration to help you grow your business. If you like what you've heard and you want the support of a business coach, come on over to agathabrewer.com and schedule a free consultation with me. In this call, we'll talk about your goals for your business and see if it makes sense for us to work together. My one-on-one coaching program is specifically built to help new entrepreneurs like you launch and grow a successful business. This program will help you get clarity on what you want to build, create a strategic plan of action, and identify and release any mindset blocks that are standing in your way. Because building a business shouldn't be so hard. And with my support, you'll reach your goals way faster than if you try to do it all alone. So I invite you to give yourself the gift of personalized support so you can build your dream business that allows you to live the life you want and make a bigger impact on the world.